Don't ask me to talk. From the sublime to the ridiculous. Join me, Stacey Heller. And me, Eric Ryder. As we talk about what's good to watch, read, see, listen to, and more. An edutaining one-hour break in your day that includes the segment, What Are We Eating? Sponsored by Dingfelder's Delicatessen. Stick with us for something good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk here on Kixie. I am Stacey Heller. I'm joined, of course, by my co-host, Eric. That's me, Eric Ryder. Good afternoon. There he is. So uh, we are hoping that you tuned in because you need a little break from, I don't know, maybe the kids are fighting or stuff at work is going on or who knows what's going on. But you know what? You need an alternative to all the serious stuff that we consume daily. So Eric and I like to focus on... The random bits of goodness, because good stuff should be shared. And who doesn't need to know about the ridiculous high holidays that we talk about and the other random things we talk about, right? Exactly. I mean, I don't know how we get through the week without it. Don't you want to know what every other day of the week is? Because we don't talk about the holidays on the other days. Uh, Good point. Yeah, I'm just saying. So thanks to all of you that listen live. And of course, remember, if you miss an episode and you need a fix and you want to listen to something good at a different time, no problem. Just listen to the podcast. You can find it wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And you can also follow our Damped playlist on Spotify. And uh, don't forget to follow Stacy Talks on Instagram. So uh, if you want to connect with us, maybe you have an idea, a thought, an opinion, because, you know, we do talk about really hard-hitting subjects. Nothing but. Nothing but. Like, what's in your fridge? And, (laughs) like, is mustard and onions gross? If there's one thing (laughs) that this show is known for, it's hard-hitting journalism every week. Right? Day in, day out. We are out in the field. We are the modern-day... Well, I was going to say Walter Cronkite, but sure, Anderson Cooper, too. Right? We are on the scene of yes. life talking about it. So you're welcome, by the way, everyone. Uh, feel free to give us a call or text us. The number is 475-999-2726. So uh, are you ready to hear about the ridiculous high holidays? Am I ever? Okay. So- Today, I have an international day, a national day, and even a couple of birthdays. All right. So, international day. What, no local day? No. (laughs) Okay. We'll work on that for next time. I think that we're going to have to make every day, like, a day and submit it to these holidays so that it'll feel local. Um, So, international. Today is International Disaster Day. At first glance, this seems like a depressing subject. <laughs> yeah, a hard one to celebrate, really. Well, so I actually brought this up. I mean, A, aside from the fact that Hurricane Ian happened not so long ago, and mm-hmm. it is very much present in so many of uh, the people down in Florida and especially in the Bonita Bay and Fort Myers area and in Lee County, um, you know, just because the hurricane has passed over the impact uh, in every way, has not passed over. But this holiday, I guess, was uh, 
started years ago to talk about uh, disaster preparedness. And it took me back when I was looking this up. Yeah. Should be International Disaster Preparedness Day then, rather than International Disaster Day, which sounds like all the humanity. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. I'm. Right. It's like, oh, boy, it's International Disaster Day. (laughs) Crack open a cold one. Exactly. Let's see what unfolds. It it took me back to, I think, Grace when she was in elementary school and they were doing a unit uh, in school on disasters and preparedness, emergency preparedness. And she came home with a checklist and was like, do we have water? And I was like, yeah, and sink and whatever. And she's like, no, like water in case of an emergency. I was like, no. She said, well, what about a fire extinguisher? I was like, no. She said, cash on hand? I was like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have, we had nothing. And I, I update, I don't even know that we have those things now. And, you know, on the East Coast, our natural disasters really were uh like hurricanes and yeah. significant snowstorms. Here, there could be an earthquake. Yeah. And or a volcano. Or a volcano. Right. And so I really need to get on this. So But depending on where you live, the likelihood of really getting affected by those are eh, fairly slim and the fact that they're, you know, they're so far uh, apart, you know, we haven't had a major earthquake in a long time. We certainly hadn't had a volcano eruption in a long, long time. So we are comparatively very lucky uh, compared to other places in the country and the world that are hit by the hurricanes, okay. the tornadoes, the, the fires, etc. Uh, every year. Um, so. Uh, we think our lucky stars for being here in the sure. Northwest. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be prepared because you never know when one of those big things is going to happen. Absolutely. And it, it also made me aware, uh, you know, the the stories about Ian that were all over, you know, the news and on TikTok and Snapchat and whatever. And people, you know, you start to become a little bit numb to hurricanes. You know, again, growing up in the East Coast, it was like, it's the storm of the century. And then, you know, there was wind and some branches fell and you were like, well, OK, you know, a line went down, not that big a deal. And so then, you know, you get a little numb to it's like the boy that cried wolf. Right. And so a lot of uh, Florida folks didn't necessarily leave. They were like, I can ride it out. It was interesting, though, seeing all the things that they did to prepare. Like I things that you don't think about, like water in the bathtub in case you're not going to have fresh water. Mm-hmm. Um And, you know, like, yeah, we know about um, closing up the windows and doing all those kinds of things. Uh, But I just thought this was a good, like, hey, you know, like I think about the, at the very least, I could have a fire extinguisher, some bottles of water and some cash because inevitably systems will be down and currency is important. If you need to pay a guy to decapitate some zombies in your front yard, they probably aren't going to accept the credit cards at that point. Exactly. So, yeah. See, you understand. So there you go. Uh, so that was our international holiday. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> um, so last week, I know that you all remember these things because you all listen with bated breath each week. Remember last week was National Transfer Money to Your Daughter Day? I do remember that. Well, good news, lads. 
Today, it is National Transfer Money to Your Sunday. Ooh, I got to tell my parents that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Time um, to celebrate. Exactly. I was like, and there it is. It's a week later. Um, so... Hey, if you're not if your bank account hasn't been completely drained by your daughter, you can share something with your <laughs> with your son as well. <laughs> exactly, you know, and uh, you know, just a little something, something, so that he has some uh, cash, or maybe can go and buy some a fire extinguisher and some fresh water. Just saying. There you go. Could be the difference between them surviving a disaster. <laughs> Okay, that's a little dramatic. Uh, today is also National M&M Day. Now, this is something worth celebrating. and Gotta love M&Ms. Right? So M&Ms are actually one of the candies that when I'm given that ye old question of what treat would you take on a deserted island, I almost always say M&Ms. Not because they're necessarily my favorite candy. However, uh, they are delicious. They are, uh, you know, you can get a handful and or eat one at a time. They uh, melt in your mouth, not in your hands, according to the advertising. And the colors are so joyful. So, I mean, it's a good it's a good deserted island treat. I'm I think the real like question chocolate. is uh, plain or peanut. Well, if I were being a practical gal and I was on this deserted island, I would go peanut because I need the protein. Um, and when I travel, I get peanut M&Ms. Uh, however, for general consumption, I'm a plain, like there's nothing like a big old bowl of plain m and <laughs> I, I always prefer the peanut myself, but, uh, you know, to each their own. And of course, there's there's some new ones too that I I can't even keep track of all of them. Right? My, there's like the, caramel, yeah, caramel, pretzel, um, peanut butter, but peanut like butter, not yeah. peanut. Like it's like peanut butter. Yes, yeah. Which is basically is not a Reese's Pieces for me. It just can't be the, the peanut M M&M. and M. I agree. Now, uh, this may be controversial, but back when I was growing up, there was not a blue M M&M, and M. There was a dark brown M&M, and then there was a lighter brown M&M. And I would like to petition to bring back the lighter color M&M. Now, here's why. I'm glad you asked. I could see that on the on the. Yeah, I was just trying to remember. Uh, I I just remember the, the dark brown one. I don't think I remember seeing a lighter brown one. There was a lighter brown one. And uh, in the movie, um, The Wedding Planner with... Um, J-Lo and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, she had this thing where she would only eat the chocolate M&Ms because they're the ones, that's the color that chocolate's supposed to be. So, I don't know. There was just something about, like, the, the darker one and the lighter one. And it was, like, it made sense <laughs> to me. And the blue ones, for whatever reason in my mind, they don't taste as good. Okay. I think they all taste the same. Okay, they do. <laughs> the only difference is food coloring, but uh, Well, blue food coloring in my in my little mind doesn't taste as good as the other food coloring. Fair enough. So, each to his own. So anyway, so that is the uh that is the day that 
you know, if you can't deposit money into your son's account today, at the very least, go grab a bag of M&Ms. Deposit some M&Ms exactly. in their bank account. I'm sure they love that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then for birthdays, um, it's Paul Simon's birthday. Happy which, birthday, Paul Simon. Happy birthday, Paul Simon. I hear he is uh, a jerk, which is a shame. Um, yeah. I'm sure anybody that's uh, as famous as he's been for as long as he's been famous uh, I think I flipped that around with what I would say. But you get the idea. He's been famous for a long, long time. I'm sure he's going to have people that think that's going to say he's a saint and other people that's going to say he's the devil. But you just can't go through life for as long as he have and, and be as famous and successful as he have without, you know, rubbing somebody the wrong way. Maybe the possible exception is Dolly Parton, who seems to have never rubbed anybody the wrong way and good for her. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to necessarily subscribe to the idea that Paul Simon is a jerk unless it's my own personal interaction with him that confirms that. Good for you. And you know what? I'm going to add some Paul Simon songs to our playlist because I very close to my top five albums that uh, was Graceland. I just love that album of his. Um, you know, yes, I mean, Garfunkel is great, but I really loved that particular album. And um, and I agree. And it reminds me of a bit that John Mulaney did in his uh, comedy show. It's on Netflix, um, Kid Gorgeous at Radio City. And he talks about Mick Jagger and how people are like, so what's Mick Jagger like? And he's like, of course, he's a jerk. Like, if you could have somebody, if you could say Diet Coke and somebody handed it to you, like, I mean, he's like, if I did that, I would look like a jerk. But when Mick Jagger does that, it just is like, it's Mick Jagger. And, you know, and he said, and I had to write some sketches with him. And he, you know, I suggested something. He's like, no, not funny. And um, anyway, it's a very funny bit. So love John Mulaney. Check out Kid Gorgeous at Radio City. And happy birthday, Paul Simon. Thank you for Thank you for all of your music for all of these years. You are a rock. You are an island. <laughs> yes. I I am a bridge over troubled water. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I meant Paul, but sure, you, oh, you as well. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, well, on that note then, uh, shall we take a break here? Right. Uh, sounds like a good idea, but did we have any regrets? Oh. Uh so last week and the refrigerator thing, uh, I was told that I forgot to mention the uh, the ice cream from, um, what do you call it? Uh, oh my gosh, what's the place where they, oh, Cold Stone, my banana ice cream. I always have banana ice cream in the freezer. All right, not always because I eat it, but a lot. <laughs> so banana is your favorite? I love banana ice cream. That's interesting. I I don't think I've ever even come across banana ice cream, but uh, I do not love Cold Stone Creamery ice cream. I am sorry, guys, but I love their banana, and it doesn't have chunks of banana in it. Hmm. Uh, but it it's banana, and I put in chocolate chips because I like a little crunch, and then I'll put in graham cracker um, crust, and it is delish. Hey, it sounds good. And you know, now that I think about it, I got to say that I have had a chocolate banana ice cream that was fantabulous. Right? It's a good combo. There you go. All right. Keep listening. We'll be back. My regret, of course, is that I don't have that right now because as always, anytime we talk about food, 
get the cravings. But uh, <laughs> stay tuned. During the break, maybe we'll get some ice cream, but we're definitely coming back with more to talk about. What are we even talking about this week? It's our, our dream vacations? Dream vacations. Awesome. Stay tuned. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects, it's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com. Don't ask me to talk. Hey, welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am one of your hosts, Stacey Heller. I'm the other host, Eric Reiner. There we go. So uh, there was not enough time to get ice cream, so I'm a little butthurt. <laughs> but I'll tell after you, the show. After I was just gonna say, nobody but, wants to listen to us eating ice cream. No, because that crunch. Uh, but I can 100 percent tell you that I will be stopping on the way home because we are actually out of it. So there you go. Um, so let's talk about the topic now. Can we guess? Like, can I guess what a dream trip for you would be? Sure, I'd love that. Okay. I think a dream trip for you would be going to Ireland and maybe traveling around even with, like, your band and getting a chance to, like, really, like, dig in and, like, eat with the locals, be with the locals, be a local, see the sights, the whole thing. I mean, you're not far off. <laughs> I pretty much done that uh, and considered it a dream trip uh, as I was doing it. Um, yeah, a few times. I, I love going to Ireland. I, I never get bored. I uh, have fun every time I go. Love the food. Love the people. Um, love the culture. Love the landscape. And I mean, I yeah, been. there's just so much to enjoy there. But yeah, that's definitely was on the top of my list. Now I've been a few times. It's so hard to um, decide whether it's better to go somewhere again that you love and you know you're going to have a good time or seek out somewhere new because you've never seen this other place before and it may be a revelation and it may be uh, your new favorite place. Uh, I can never decide. I, 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 I Typically, uh, when I'm going international, mm-hmm. I love going to places where uh, they speak English Right. Uh, no offense to any other no, language or uh, culture. Uh, just my only thought is if I'm lost, I can get myself out of this. Uh, now, I will say, though, in Ireland, is that English? I've seen, absolutely. I've seen Guy Ritchie movies. <laughs> He's British. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you're right. He is British. Never mind. Sorry. But, but you know, I, I typically have no problem understanding the Irish brogue, but there has been a couple occasions where I found somebody impenetrable with what they were saying and felt <laughs> so embarrassed afterward. Uh, that I didn't understand what they were saying. I'm with you though on the language thing. It's yeah. a real, it's a real consideration. So, and not even being like a lazy American that doesn't want to like make an effort. It's not about that. If I'm choosing to go, say, 
to uh, Japan, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I took Spanish in high school. I'm likely, if I'm not going for an extended period of time, I'm likely going to learn a few basic terms. However, I'm not going to suddenly try to download an entire language, and I haven't been exposed to it. And let's face it, human beings, when we're not good at something, we don't like to do it because we feel like it's A, embarrassing, and B, disrespectful to potentially, you know, the culture. And so I'm with you on that. I I always end up feeling like, ugh, I... I kind of need to. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I took French in high school and, uh, you know, I felt like I was getting somewhere with it. I didn't think I had a great conversational grasp, but I felt like I know enough of these words that I'm going to be okay. (laughs) Then I went to France and then like all of that just went out of my brain as soon as I got off the plane, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, luckily for us in in Europe, at least, uh, a lot of folks speak English as their second language. But I got to say, you know, I did get lost in France and I had a really hard time communicating with people. Um, and they didn't, even folks trying to be helpful didn't speak English yeah. uh, well enough to, you know, be real helpful. Um, and yeah, that, that was tough. Um, it is tough. It is tough. All right. So then. But I got to say, I went to Iceland and they spoke perfect English and talked to everybody in English and there was no problem whatsoever, which is thank goodness because they, uh, <laughs> Icelandic is impenetrable oh my gosh. Again, <laughs> for my brain. Oh. And I never uh, tried to learn any of that because I just knew that, n- no, That's it's like not going to work. Consonant, consonant, yeah. soft consonant, hard consonant, consonant, continent. <laughs> so um, let me guess a dream trip for you. Okay. And I'm kind of cheating here because you've already announced that this is where you're going. <laughs> but I'm guessing going mushroom hunting in Italy is a dream trip for you. And this is what you're going to do here in a couple weeks. So, yeah, you're totally cheating. You're not even kind of cheating. And actually, it's But not I, even... of course, have talked about Ireland several times here. So, you know, we're, we're both just playing true. off the knowledge that we've true, learned true. from working together. So... It is a dream trip, and it's not a dream trip. Let me explain. Uh, So I've had the good fortune of going to Italy now twice. We went to Florence when our daughter was doing a study abroad there, and then we went to Sicily with my husband's whole extended family uh, for Christmas. Awesome opportunities. Awesome. So awesome. A friend of ours invited us. She has a cousin who's American and is married to an Italian gentleman, and like Americans do. She got all excited about Italy. He was like, it's my home. Who cares? And she's like, we're getting a villa. And so got a villa. They've had it for years and years. They harvest olives. And so that's what we're going for. We're basically Mm -hmm. like the laborer. Uh, And then we will harvest them, rake them out of the trees, collect them. We bring them into town. There's the olive oil press. It's a whole thing. And then we are going foraging for truffles. So I say that it's not my dream trip because I never dreamt that this was a possibility. Mm, okay. Like this is this goes back to the feel like you're a little bit more of a local and a little less touristy. Right. We're starting in Rome, which I've never been to Rome, so I'm, you know, cradle Catholic that I am, get to go to the Vatican and get to go to the Colosseum and um one could argue that 
you know, both you're like left to fend for yourself. And so that will be really cool. And then this experience to to do something physical, to go out of my comfort zone, to feel like there's the local flavor and everything. Yeah. It's a dream it didn't ever occur to me to have. So that's that's what I mean by it is a dream trip and yet it's not. But clearly if this is the second time you're going, you've got some affinity with Italy. Third time I'm going. Third yes, time you're going. Fantastic. Yes, so. I definitely, uh, I do. Now, I will also share with you that I'm not a confident traveler in that I love it if somebody else plans the trip. And so, you know, in this case, we have an itinerary. We know what's going on. We have a really great travel agent that I have come to rely on and I work great with. And if somebody else plans it, and tells me where to go and what to do, I'm up for anything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, let's do it. You know, foraging for mushrooms, yes. You know, go have lunch at a thing at the bottom of Mount Etna, which was literally exploding, and there was ash coming down during our Christmas Eve dinner. Yes, you bet. But I need somebody else to lead this horse to water. Yeah, I mean, I like planning myself, but... Also enjoy it when other, I like collaborating on that uh, trip plan. And I really like building a trip out of uh, an event. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if I'm going to see a band that I've never seen live perform to, you know, go, okay, I'm doing this that day. But around that time, as long as we're here, let's see some culture. Let's go do this. Let's go to this place I've never visited before. You know, I can hop a train and, and see another city. I love doing that. So, and and this is kind of what you're doing as well with going to Italy this time around. Mm-hmm. You've got your structure of your um, working at the in the olive fields <laughs> and then, um, you know, going and, and doing stuff around that schedule. Yep. Uh, which is really cool. Yeah, like we're going to Assisi, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, St. Francis of Assisi, the saint of, I think, animals. Uh, we are going to uh, Deruda, I think, which is where you can find amazing hand-painted uh, pottery and ceramics. So we're doing a lot of these, like, day trips. Uh, we will not be in the fields working hard all the time. And we get to go uh, when the olives are pressed. We get to watch that whole experience to see what it's about. Uh, again, I have my my question at the ready about what's the difference between virgin olive oil and extra virgin. Uh, because I just don't understand what makes something an extra virgin. Um, well, it's me in high school, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, well, you know, right? Yeah, I'm with you. So uh, I'm excited. I I also, I do like interacting. So my dream trip is definitely something that is planned by someone else mm-hmm. because I I am not adventure, adventuresome enough to like seek out and find out as you're talking about like what's in the area and like what else can I see because I'm here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I love when someone is into that and they'll do it. Uh, and I do love interacting with like the local culture. But you don't find yourself chafing at all against somebody else's like idea of what you should be doing. Like, I don't really want to do this, but well, I guess we're doing this because, you know, you, well, you don't I'm- find yourself going... You know, what I'd really like to do while we're here, because I, I kind of find that frustrating when I'm traveling with somebody and they're just like, 
whatever, we'll do it. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, understand the significance of this. Or is there something you'd like to do? I mean, there's so much to do. Um, do, well, you, do so you ever, I'm not talking about yeah. like a like Perillo tour, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, so when I when we work with uh, our travel agent, for instance, like she knows the kinds of things that we're interested in. Like we want uh, a a bunch of, she knows I'm really into art. She knows that I really like uh, stories and the history of things. And so going to do those kinds of things, like how do you not go to the Coliseum and we're doing like the underground tour and, you know, going to the Vatican on a smaller group because she knows that the art there is unbelievable and that that's something that I'll be really into. She knows that we're uh, kind of foodies. And so we're actually going to a uh, a host chef's home and they're making a traditional meal for us. Uh, So things like that. And then suggestions of, you know, hey, if you want to do this and you want to do that. So that's what I mean with that. Like, I like having the fact that she knows me. And then in the case of then when we go from Rome to Umbria, uh, our friend, you know, her her cousin is like, okay, there's certain days that I'll have you guys working in the mornings or the afternoons. And then here are the the areas nearby that you can go and you can do some things. And one of the couples is the one that said, I love foraging. I've never gone foraging in Europe for truffles. And so anybody in? And I was like, yeah, I'm in. Like I went out and I bought a pair of shoes for this. <laughs> and yes, I have worn them a couple times to make sure they're comfortable. Um but I'm I'm stoked. I mean, I'm that person that's like, yeah, I want to do that. Like, climb to the volcano? Yes. Uh, you know, go do this? Yes. Um, but, yeah. So, in answer to your question, I'm up for anything. And certainly if there's things in the area that I know about or I'll do a little bit of research and I'm like, I want to see that. Yeah. But I also know that it's like this person that I – that I, we've worked with on family vacations, like she knows what we're into. And so she's like, That's great. this is where you want to go and this is where you want to go. But it does sound like it was a little bit collaborative. Well, I don't like just say like, see ya, I'm going to be there from the 19th through the 30th. And right. like, um, it's definitely been a very symbiotic relationship over time because, you know, when we've gone, as I said, like when we visited Annie in Florence- we were there because she was doing her studying abroad. Uh, we went to England a couple summers ago. Our son was doing a summer abroad. And so there's a reason to be there. But then while we were in England, I have a cousin that's in England and he's a cheesemaker. So we took the train and we headed out to this To state. Cheddar? <laughs> no. But cheddar is a town I know, in England. I know. Cheddar was invented, so that's not far-fetched. I know. And he actually lives on the of the Nottinghamshire forest. Do you that, know? That sounds idyllic. Uh, and Nottinghamshire is, of course, where, uh, what's his name? Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, and that was really cool. And he lives on this amazing estate that's owned by like a duke or a lord or a something or other. <laughs> um, and he's the cheesemaker. So, yeah. Anyway, so my dream vacation is, uh, I think I have to make so many decisions in my daily life that I really like the idea of not having to make all the decisions for yeah. a trip. Like that feels like a vacation. Now I'm I'm for vacations for me. Aside from um, the spot that I want to see, I, I 
I'm I've always uh, had a tough time deciding between what's the better vacation. I go to a place I've never been before that I've I've wanted to see and see a bunch of cultural things, enjoy a bunch of great food and, you know, try and, you know, talk to people or see some things. Um, Or do I do nothing (laughs) somewhere and just rest uh, and, you know, whatever, soak in a hot tub for a week or so. Uh, I've never been able to, you know, 100% go either way, but... I've, so far, my vacations have all been about going someplace and seeing the culture and doing a bunch of stuff. But when I get back, I'm like, whew, I need, I need a, vacation. a vacation for my vacation. <laughs> yes, the old cliche. Uh huh. Well, and so my philosophy about that is, uh, you know, not everybody has the financial wherewithal to, like, do sometimes either, let alone, uh, you know, both. Mm-hmm. However... If you can do something modified, so, you know, maybe your dream trip at this point is like going to Canada because that's international travel or it's going across the state or whatever it is. So having this like dream that you can realize and maybe going every three years on some dream trip, right? But then every year, even if it's a staycation of sorts or you just go to like you have a friend that has a house somewhere and like, no, I don't want to be your guest. Like, would you let me stay there kind of thing? Uh, that is the rest and reboot vacation to me. And then you don't have to yeah. spend a ton of money on it. And it's truly about like nothing to see here, folks. And <laughs> you can just like read books, binge watch TV if you want, sit by a fire if it's the winter time, or by, you know, the pool or the lake or Whatever. I think a little of both is is good, as mm-hmm. you say. Yeah. Now we didn't really get what is your dream vacation then, since you've you've done Ireland. Oh, you know, um, <laughs> I they, I I haven't a hundred percent decided on that because, uh, like I said, it's tough to decide between a place that you go to and you love and somewhere new that could be. Uh, a, a place that you love, but I got to say, I've been to I've been to Ireland, I've been to the UK several times, Scotland, England, Scotland. Yeah, I've been to Glasgow and Edinburgh, and had a great time uh, in Scotland. And I would love to spend more time there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to spend more time in Ireland. And I I've been to France a few times, and enjoyed myself there. But again, it was slightly more stressful than uh, the UK or Ireland. Um, and I've been to Iceland. I went to Reykjavik. Um, he really wants to go to Iceland and stay it's in so one of those, fun, yeah. uh, like the clear bubble hotels where you, you know, you stay and you have a certain amount of privacy, but basically you sleep in a bubble under the stars. It's a great stopover destination too, but I'd love to spend more time there. I, I think I spent about maybe four days total and I would love to, you know, see the rest of the country outside of Reykjavik as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, <laughs> at some point I would love to have a, a vacation where I had three, four months to myself to just kind of go live um, maybe in- You need a sabbatical. Yeah, a sabbatical. Go live in Europe and then just go to all these places, you know, because I've never been to Greece. 
I've never been to Spain. I'd love to do both of those things. I know these are places you'd also like to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's tons of places that I'd what about love. Prague? I could see my kids, uh, both Annie and Will, in their travels because when these kids get to go abroad, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're basically like they have four day weeks and then they travel. And they were like, Prague is amazing. I could see you liking Prague. You know, uh, I know the so language far, is a thing. <laughs> it's it's on my radar, but so far it hasn't really spoke to me. But um, there's tons of places that I'd Berlin. love to visit. But I think really it's the time thing that I always find myself like, like, oh, I didn't do enough of this or I didn't get it to this place or this place. Um, and so, like, the I guess the dream is having three, four months that I could just go, I could live for two weeks in one place, then go to another place for two weeks or whatever uh, length of time, depending on how much I was enjoying myself, uh-huh. you know, just to not be tied down to a specific location. But um, I love visiting Europe, but uh, also I'd love to at some point get to New Zealand. Mm. It looks so beautiful, and um, the people seem very cool and friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Australia looks really neat. So someday, <laughs> we both know somebody from Australia, and we do, um, yeah. And you could a hundred percent. She has a friend that has like something like a ten thousand acre ranch. Wow. And Australia is a tough one because it's like the United States; it's huge. Um, and so you 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 go to one place and you want to go to these other places, but they're really far apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know you have, really have to fly. You know, that's I, one I, that I'm like I'd love I to would do it, but I feel like I need her. more time. Well, and I feel like I'd want to go with her. Yeah. Um, there is a YouTube channel that's called the Bucket List Family, and uh, they have been traveling for something like 250 weeks. Uh, Now, it's convenient that he made some money doing some tech stuff, Mm -hmm. and they basically sold all their belongings. They have three kids, and they have been traveling the world for all of these uh, years now. And, um, you know, it's a little bit like what you're talking about. But you know what? I I am going to stump for you to get a sabbatical. We're going to make this happen. (laughs) If I have to learn how to be an engineer so that you can go and travel the world for a three-month stint, I will do that for you. Well, someday I hope to retire. And and during that time, (laughs) I definitely want to, you know, take advantage of that and go travel the world. And I, I have the feeling that once I'm not doing so much every day in my regular life than doing a bunch of things on a vacation will seem like a nice change of pace. There you go. And uh, when you're traveling and you go to Greece, I will come and visit you and we will do a whole Mamma Mia the movie reenactment. You can be one <laughs> of the- I'll have to watch Mamma Mia to you know- You have seen that? No, of course not. Oh God, it's <laughs> such a guilty pleasure and it is so good. Ugh. It's, I'll take your word for it, but when I decide to go to Greece, then I'm definitely going to watch it just so I'm geared up and ready to go. There you go. All right. Uh, and we'll split a euro. <laughs> there you go. I was like, a dollar? <laughs> I've done the sandwich. I know. I realize that now. Anyway, all right. Uh, speaking of the sandwich, uh, what a perfect the transition. The Lord of the sandwich. He's coming up. He is coming up. So keep listening because- uh, who knows what rabbit hole we're going to go down with Van Stingfelder of 
Ding Felders, and Nourish Catering. That's right. Keep listening. We'll be right back. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Interested in learning something new? Meeting someone new? Find out things that we have in common? Well, of course you are. You're a human being. So let's get intentional about it. Join me, JDK Winnikin, every week and get all of that in less than an hour. I'm a writer, a historian, a social commentator, and my show is all about you. Really, that's what it's called. This show is all about you. Get my perspectives on the week's news and hear fascinating guests whose stories will inspire and move you. My show is all about giving you something that connects us. Join me Mondays on Kixie 880 at 3 p.m. or download it as a podcast. Can't get enough of Stacy and Eric? Then be sure and check out Stacy Connects with Stacy Heller wherever you find podcasts. Stacy chats with guests about a variety of topics, hoping to make a connection through conversation. Don't ask me to talk. Hey, welcome back to the show. It is that time of day when we all get hungry. That's right. We get to talk to the Lord of the Sandwich, the King of the Kanish, the Duke of the Deli. That's right. Vance Dingfelder from Dingfelder's Deli is on the line with us. How are you, sir? Well, Eric, it's phenomenal. I mean, we, we probably haven't had weather that's like this. I, I can't even remember when, when we have. I know, we got an extended summer. It's like, okay, I'm not complaining. Although, (laughs) although, we can't go foraging for mushrooms until we get some rain. (laughs) Ah, good point. Okay, Uh, are you bringing that up because I'm going foraging for mushrooms? He's bringing it up because he's a fun guy. Oh, hey. (laughs) Okay, okay. You know what? That is my line, by the way. I'm a fun guy. Right. So. You are a fun guy. I am going yeah. foraging for mushrooms in a week and a half in Italy. Oh, well, you see, it rained in Italy plenty, so you're going to have a ball, okay? Let me tell you. A ball. Excellent. You know? So just bring back some mushrooms. A few porcinis, okay? I'll see what I can do. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to bring uh, fresh produce across international why you, lines. Why do you mail them to me? Again, I'll see what I can do. Believe me, the TSA is nothing to be truffled with. <laughs> hey, you are on a roll. Yes. You know what, Eric? I got to tell you. He is not having to sniff around at all for these jokes. So what are we talking about? What are we eating this week? I'll tell you what we're eating. All right, I'm ready. You really want to know? It's a Reuben sandwich. <gasps> Ooh la la, one of my faves. A Reuben sandwich is coming to a delicatessen near you. Yep, we've got our griddle. Ooh. And that means with the griddle comes so much. The griddle is, it's the planca, okay? It's, it's a strip 
of metal, cast iron metal. Ooh. And there's so much you get to do on Like bacon, egg, and cheese, Rubens. Like bacon, egg, and cheese. How about hot dogs? Oh, we hot talked dogs. about hot dogs. But go yeah. back to the Reuben, because Eric, Eric got all excited about that. You know what? Love a I good Reuben. Okay. Who doesn't love a good Reuben? Okay? It's, it's, it's so enlightening. And the, the key to it is how you grill the bread. It's basically a grilled cheese with Russian dressing, corned beef, and sauerkraut. Hey, you know, <laughs> nothing wrong with that, though. That's you know, simplicity you, in itself. All my years of, in all my years of food service, and I believe that the Reuben that I developed at Jan's when I was a young person was a great Reuben, and I'm going to continue that legacy, okay? It was, um, and the, the big part of it is our rye bread. Mm. So I'll tell you what, Eric. When can you come to the delicatessen? <laughs> I'm not sure, but uh, you're, you're making me want to drop everything and meet you down there right now. <laughs> because because our Reuben is going to have a pound of corned beef on it. Wow. It's a 16-ounce Reuben. This seems okay. like two meals. And I, and I, I did it for, I did the, I did it for uh, Beastquake. It was the last time I did them. And when when Marshawn was back, uh-huh. and I did them to, did them to celebrate Marshawn, and I believe we're going to start start doing them two weeks from Tuesday. And mark your calendar. We're going to do Reuben Tuesday, and that's two weeks from two weeks from next Tuesday. Hello, Reuben Tuesday. <laughs> on the new griddle. Well, that's the thing. We're going to have a grilled cheese. Yes. you got to have a grilled cheese. Absolutely. A really good grilled cheese. Now, you've been holding off on the cheese because for you, if it's not melted, then it's just not done right. Is that the it's, idea? It's, you know, it's, it's got to be a melted cheese. Mm-hmm. You can't have peace. You know, you know, come on. Now, you want to go to Subway. Okay? <laughs> go somewhere else. Find some other sandwich shop. I'm not putting cold pieces of cheese on my meat. It's not going to happen. That's it. All, All right. right. Sorry. <laughs> hey, you know what? 
You do you. You don't have to apologize for for putting uh, warm cheese or not being willing to put (laughs) cold cheese on your warm meat. Okay, this has just gone down a direction that... Listen, what's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) You're tripping on your words. What's going on? I know, I know. It's out of the ordinary. I'm not used to that. Well, it's all the talk of lots of meat and warm cheese. (laughs) Meat and cheese. I know that's what it is. Is it the cheese pull? I mean, yes. Like in a, on a grilled cheese, the cheese pull is very important. The cheese pull does matter, but I feel like it didn't really always matter. Oh, no. it's it, Now it's because it's it, photographable. Exactly. It, but, but, but even in a, like a good grilled cheese, you don't get a big pull on an American cheese sandwich. Now, on a grilled Swiss, you get a good pull. Grilled Mott's, you get a good pull. Not on American. Now, let me ask you this, Stace. Yeah. Are you okay with American cheese? Well, is it real American cheese or is it Kraft Singles? It's got to be real American cheese. Then I'm okay with it. You know, and Deli Deluxe isn't so bad. I'm thinking more, you know, you know, Land O'Lakes. I mean. You know, real American cheese. Yeah. Where it's, yeah, that's all. As long as it's not. Here's the difference, and I think we've spoken about pasteurized processed cheese food product. Yep, yep. Okay, that's oil and water. It's not cheese. But the real thing has to say cheese. If it says cheese in the description, it's real cheese. It's not imitation. It's made from milk, you know. And American cheese, you know, I like American cheese on a burger with bacon and fried onions. I like... I like American cheese on a grilled cheese. I do like a grilled Swiss on rye with bacon and tomato. <laughs> That's good too. <laughs> you know, and but the, the, the you know the white bread on with something about a white bread grilled properly with American cheese, maybe even grilled tomato and bacon on it, is just a wonderful sandwich. Even. You could, like, burn it a little bit, how it gets that little crusty burn. You know, oh, that's so good. I love that crusty. <laughs> All right. So so this conversation about Rubens has quickly dovetailed into basically stories about sandwiches that are possible or potential options on the griddle from Dingfelders in the soon-to-be well, future. Is exciting. Right, the Reuben's excited. Well, how do you have a Jewish delicatessen and not have a Reuben? Well, because it's it's very it's very traditional that you don't mix meat and cheese. Oh yeah, delis, delis didn't do it. In fact, it's like oh, that's not a Jewish deli because they have a Reuben, right? Because they make a Reuben. Katz's is not considered a Jewish deli. Oh. Second Avenue Deli, the Second Avenue Deli does not have. And he does not make a Reuben. I forgot about that because you can't mix the, the like. Right. Because it's not right. kosher. Right. So it's, it's not kosher. It's but all us Goyas, we, we still, <laughs> we like that. We love well, it. you know, and, 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 and look, there are, listen, we're not a kosher delicatessen, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I knew that when you mentioned what? bacon on your burger. Well, you know. <laughs> Well, let's not get into bacon. Bacon's a condiment, right? And 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 there's a whole thing about bacon, you know, that we can talk about on another segment. Excellent. The, the thing, the thing that that's really that 
it's not. And what I'm going to do, though, and I, uh, I have a slicer because I carry kosher products. Mm-hmm. My, you know, my salami's kosher, there's things, and I respect kosher. My soup's kosher. It's just that I'm not a certified kosher restaurant. Yep. So I can basically do what I'd like to do. I don't want to offend anybody, but, you know, the reason I'm, I'm reformed is so I can eat whatever food I eat. Right. And, and I'm not going to get chastised about it, right? So that's, that's just how it works. So guess what? The Reuben, I'm very excited. It's going to have a pound of corned beef on it. It's going to be a $25 sandwich, and it's going to be worth it. Uh, of course it's going to be worth it. And for those people that are like, holy cow, a $25 sandwich. Okay, can we talk about the fact that it is a pound of meat? Right. Like, this is this is a meal that is going to last you. This could be your lunch and your dinner. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> It could be your lunch and your dinner. It totally could be. Between. And a snack in between. Exactly. Well, and, you know, and then you might need, uh, you might get the meat sweats and need a nap. Meat <laughs> sweats. Meat <laughs> <laughs> sweats. So, I don't know about the meat sweats. I mean, you know, there's no such thing as too much meat when you are at Dingfelder's because, of course, it is all about the meat. Yes, Yes, it is. And you know what? On that note, I'm going to have to say goodbye. Awesome. Well, grill at will, sir. We love talking to you, and we can't wait to try this Reuben. You know what? I look forward to seeing you. I'd love to feed you guys, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye. And with that, so much fun talking to Vance every single week. And uh, I don't really love a Reuben. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> you really like a Reuben. Though. I like a Reuben, but, you know, uh, and I hope Vance doesn't kick me out of the deli when I say this, but I'm not a rye guy. Um, so what I love to do is substitute sourdough yeah. uh, for the rye bread and to me, that's uh, about as good as you can get for a sandwich. Well, and that's the nice thing about Dingfelder is you can customize because I go. I like a rye. I like a seedless rye, though. Mm. And I believe that he has said that he has a seedless rye. Well, the way that he talks about rye makes me want to give it another try because I, so far in my life, have not <laughs> made friends with rye bread. But, you know, if well, you we, know. he's clearly got the best, so... I'll have to give it a chance. And you know the owner, so you know yeah, he would I'm give sure. you a little sample. He'd give me a sample, yeah. Exactly. So, all right. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, do you want to figure out what we're going to talk about next week? Let's do it. All right. Ha <laughs> ha. Perfectly timed here. Halloween costumes. Oh. I'm already thinking uh, about Halloween costume ideas. What our best and worst Halloween costumes were? What Halloween costumes did we have as kids? Mm-hmm. Um, you as a parent, what uh, in a pinch Halloween costume have you pulled out of thin air? Yep, I'll tell you some that my mom did for me. Yeah, I love this. Awesome. Okay, Either this may have to be a three-hour show. This might. Have to be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do like the unedited version that we can share with people. The extended podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is going to be so cool. Uh, 
All right. Well, then uh, next week, Halloween costumes. Let's talk about it. In the meantime, have a great week, everybody. Take care.